Welcome to Lords of the Long Box Countdown to Crisis of Infinite Earths of Reviews. But first, we got a special scoop for you guys from man Mikey Sutton. So uh, let's just kick it off, right, boys and girls? This is how we do. This scoop is brought to you by our friend uh, Mikey Sutton over at the Geekosity Facebook page. He had a little contest, and uh, you had to submit a little video, and then he picked the winner. So let's see who won the contest. I do believe the contest winner is Anna Michelle Jimenez. Let's see what she has for us. Hi, this is Anna Michelle from Geekosity. Here's the latest scoop from the one and only Mikey Sutton. DC Films is considering a Catwoman solo film. Spun off from the new Batman trilogy. Exciting, huh? And you are watching Parts of the Long Box. Keep digging in those long boxes. <laughs> That's right, boys and girls. Keep digging in them long boxes. Thank you, Anna Michelle Jimenez, for the scoop. Let's get right into it, boys and girls. I got some deets, as the kids like to say about this. This is uh, from our man Mikey Sutton exclusive. Catwoman is in discussion for her own solo franchise spun off of Matt Reeves' The Batman trilogy. Warner Brothers have been yearning for their own Black Panther, and with Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, they may have found the dream project. No talks have yet with Kravitz or any filmmakers, but it looks like it, it'll be inspired by Ed Brubaker's run in the comics. What do you guys think about that? Brian, Justin, I know you read it. And hey, shout out to my man Dark Side Jedi for the awesome little uh Photoshop there. That's what Zoe Kravitz would look like as the Catwoman Selena Kyle. What do you know about Ed Brubaker's run, Justin? Uh, I mean, it was definitely a lot better than her first two series. Uh, you know, those 90s series wasn't the greatest thing that Catwoman had, but Brubaker definitely brought her more mainstream as far as an anti-hero. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to, you know, her stepping out of the shadows of, uh, of Batman after his movie and, and really get her prime ready for a solo film. Yeah. So the Brubaker run basically takes Selena Kyle and she kind of becomes a, uh, I guess, a vigilante of East Gotham. There's a serial killer who apparently is killing all the prostitutes. So kind of that's kind of a dark ass story, because typically you remember Catwoman as just kind of the cat burglar, hence the name Catwoman. And then she was kind of uh we all remember from Batman 66. You also remember her from uh, the Golden and Silver Age, really, until she got rebooted. Did you see this relationship with her and Batman? So uh, it'd be kind of interesting to see. Uh, and hopefully, I think they're trying to make us forget about Halle Berry time <laughs> as Catwoman. But you know what? This kind of goes to the show like the, the DC suits have saw the success of Joker, the solo film, right? And they saw the as unsuccessful kind of um, financial gains that Justice League got. So why not make a movie for a hundred million and it already hit like what, 800 million at the box office. It could hit a billion dollars. And I think mm -hmm. they, they're seeing member black Panther, same thing. You kind of kind of like a, 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 a cast of color, make a billion dollars. Hopefully they're thinking if Selena Kyle's uh, or Zoe Kravitz portrayal of Selena Kyle in the Batman is really well received 
she definitely can get her own solo series, unlike the Halle Berry series, which that literally had nothing to do with Batman at all whatsoever. Wasn't even, her name wasn't even Selena Kyle in that. It was, was like it? A, it was a different name. I can't remember what her name was, but yeah. it wasn't even Selena Kyle. So bad. Granted, she was fine as hell in that, man. She looked good as hell, <clears> and, you know, and praised Halle Berry for all the cosplayers we got after that. <laughs> but uh, but I like the, especially the Adam Hughes run, the covers that he did on Catwoman. Those are some really great uh, kind of, and to this day, you still, I'd rather see Catwoman, Catwoman cosplay than Harley Quinn cosplay. Put it that way. I'm tired mm-hmm. of seeing what Harley a, Quinn what cosplay. A great- a great writer though too you know i haven't read that catwoman now i'm kind of interested in trying to track it down but i mean brubaker keep in mind also retconned bucky one of a character who was completely lame mm-hmm. until brubaker fixed that problem and made the winter soldier the badass that we know today so i mean if you're going to take a writer story brubaker's a good one to take yeah uh, shout out to everybody in the live chat. My man, Darkside Jedi, JLS Comics, holding it down. Shout out to Sith Lord Lee, Cracked Mac, Chad Crow, uh, um, and others. Justin Shields. I can't even pronounce this one. Mr. John Clark. Amazing Murfinator in the house. Probably talking shit. Uh, rubbing it in about the uh, Patriots again. Although they, I don't know, they didn't look too good against the uh, Browns. But we digress from talking about sports. And let's get right to it, boys and girls. Let's talk about the infinite crisis on infinite Earths. And I'm just going to throw this up there because I like it. All right, let's get right to it, boys and girls. So we're going to let's cover. always forget. Supergirl was first last week, right? Go ahead. What, what happened on Supergirl, Manimal? Damn. So I'm kind of actually trying to struggle to remember. There wasn't a lot that happened in terms of the, the crisis coming up. It was more fallout with... Um, Jeff Johns or Jeff Johns, sorry, Jeff John Jones. Jones. Yeah, Jeff Johns. <laughs> John Jones, uh, the Martian Manhunter's brother, coming out there and uh, them just kind of going up against him. Um, God, what I don't really remember what happened. There was nothing crisis related. It was kind of a slow, somewhat boring episode, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Well, you had that. Uh, you had that alien host that. Uh, uh, she infected a was it like a an ex military person with the spiders. Oh, so she, that's um, right. yeah. yeah. So basically, she had tattoos all over her, and she was able to infect people by basically like touching them and having the tattoo was then put onto them. And the whole it all started with uh, the guy and her having sex in the bathroom mm-hmm. at a bar. So. Uh, hey, I, I, why did you leave that my major detail out of it <laughs> that she's infecting people with tattoos, having sex with them? Um, but, you know, it's hard because, you know, we're trying not to spoil the episodes from yesterday. So our week yeah. starts Monday. Right. But, you know, we're doing so if, if you're worried about spoilers, we're not talking about last night's show. We're, no. we're doing all the last week's show. So that's why uh, you guys may want to change it up and watch them like on the, the weekend before our show on Monday. So we're still kind of catching our sea legs here. Um and yeah, uh, there, was about, a, there was a lot of like the the brainiac and the dream. Yep. Yeah. Kind of like storyline, which is kind of boring. And um, right now, I feel like there's like three stories going on. So, yeah, yeah you have you have Brainy and his girlfriend. You have uh, from last week, you have, of course, uh, John Jones and his brother, uh, Malachek. You have uh, Jimmy Olsen and his sister, right. who, you know, got brought into this where, you know, now she had the ability last week to. Uh, tap into whatever she, uh, whatever Malakak sees, she sees. So yeah, kind she's of like able resonate. to identify him when he's in a body. Yeah, so she yeah. resonates through that. And then you have what's going on with now Supergirl and Lena, because now that they're so-and-so, quote-unquote, friends, but, you know, Supergirl doesn't know that. 
I think yeah. that Supergirl out of all the CW shows is the most soap opera-ish, I think. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know, yeah, on CB so on, when it was on CBS, it was even more Ooh, so a super opera. It's I think right. it's more superhero-ish now that's on CW. And I still think Melissa Benoit is hot as hell, man. So she gets a pass for whatever it is. So <laughs> next up on the show, uh chronologically is Batwoman. How you guys digging Batwoman? I'll start with you, Justin, since you probably just saw it. Oh, I'm I'm loving it. Uh, every episode has been great. Uh, now this episode, we finally get our first appearance of her with the red hair, the correct nice. cape, you know, the red, the red suit, the red symbol. Uh, this one introduces the correct cowl too. Yeah, yeah, it's it the, yeah, better. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely there. That, that first outfit was uh, I think it's purposely <laughs> made to look goofy because obviously it was made for a man because they keep on putting it in the trailer. Yeah. Now make it for a woman, right? But uh, this episode is great. It introduces one of uh, Batman's more newer villains, a great villain, Tommy Elliot, yeah, that who, was awesome. who isn't who he is yet, but I think they will lead into that. So if you guys do, do know the DC universe of villains, he does become Hush. But he does play you know, really? a, friend, a friend of Bruce Wayne when he was younger. So that's really interesting. Uh, of course, you have the fallout between what's going on with Beth, Alice, and uh, and, Kate, and Kate. So... I mean, I'm liking it. Um, it's the only thing I have a problem with is they're trying to introduce too many characters that people don't resonate with because it, it's just throwing everybody at you real quick. You know, like there's Beth, there's Kate, um, you have their father, their mother, you know, their stepmother. So there's just so much things, her ex-girlfriend. Um, and now they have this new girl who, you know, is kind of dating her. So it, it's just a lot. Yeah. What about you, man? what'd you think about Batwoman? Yeah. You know, um, and also I, are there any, uh, crisis uh tie-ins yet i would imagine no no um and you know i like it well enough i don't think i'm liking it as much as uh as justin is i do my my complaints are still the same where it just doesn't feel like batwoman to me it really just feels like batman in a female form you know mm -hmm. it's not she's not by herself she's not as strong as she i mean man dude batwoman i've said it before and i'm probably repeating myself but batwoman is so strong as a character in the uh dc universe she's on her own she operates alone she doesn't have a support mm -hmm. system for the most part and i think they're kind of taking that away from her to be honest with you i think it's yeah, still early it's, yeah and it's still early but i already like early. how they they already put a twist in there that you see the stepmom or her half mother or is that her step her stepmom whatever mm -hmm. not a half mother uh, is already kind of turned to the the bad side, as you could say. So, but I I like the grit of it as it looks more like Gotham to me than mm -hmm. uh, you know. Very dark, I, I was, sure. Yeah, very dark. And I'm telling you, man, there's scenes in that are very Nolan-esque, like when they show like the buildings. You know, it's like wide shots that uh, Nolan used to love using in the Dark Knight on his runs. Oh yeah. Um, but so far, I mean, you know, it's 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 good. I mean, you know, it's gonna be there for a while because you know, um, Arrow's leaving, uh, Supernatural's leaving. It just got picked up for the final nine episodes. So yeah. it's going to be a full season. Yeah, we're getting episodes. a full season of it. And by the way, it was the news dropped today that CW is mm -hmm. working on a Superman and so uh, Lois Lane oh, series. True. The Lords dropped that on September 4th. If you remember that show, we told you CW is working on a Superman series based on the Man of Steel comics. And our spec back then was Man of Steel number one. And also shout out to whoever said Man of Steel number one is the first ever comic variant created. So mm -hmm. you see how that tie all that into comic books and stuff like that. But anyway, just want to say that Mike, Mike had posted that we had got it right. Uh, so uh, comicbook.com reported today. We reported on September 4th on our show that the DC was in uh, CW was indeed working and it's going to be Tyler Hochen. Is that how you say his name? Close enough. Probably. Yeah. 
basically the Superman that you see in this uh, uh, in Supergirl. You know, uh, Inhuman Quake brought up a good thing too that I forgot. There was an awesome little Riddler refer- reference in that uh, Batwoman episode from Tommy Elliot, which was cool. So that's I think fun. it's fun to see. You know, knowing she's like his, she's there. like Batwoman's Joker, right? Her sister, her sister's Alice, right? Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. I'm yeah. saying uh, Tommy Elliot mentioned that he got the information about Bat and Bruce being from the Riddler. Did you catch that little reference? I don't remember that one, but if last obviously next week, if you watch last night's episode, there was another reference to a, a Batman villain. Oh no! I, I haven't watched that one yet, but yeah, he yeah, was. We can't talk about that. Yeah, we can't talk about that. But <laughs> I paid I'm you guys, you guys gonna have to information. So do what I did, and I failed at it. Was <laughs> watch them all like over the weekend, uh, but I kind of fell asleep and pissed off my girlfriend because we were supposed to be watching a Halloween movie. Uh, but we'll get to that story. And if you want to see how my night was, go watch the Wolf of Wall Street. I was in the <laughs> <laughs> last night. All I remember is waking up like fully refreshed. I was like, man, I feel great. It's seven in the morning. I'm going to go off to work. And uh, yeah, but I guess some bad stuff had happened. Next up, I believe, is Flash, right? Flash and yep. Arrow, right? Yes. Flash. Yeah. That, the last uh, week of, man, I feel like Flash and, and Arrow are both kind of, kind of going through the same things, man. So, um, Easily the best actor of all the CW shows is the uh, the Indian guy from Flash. If I remember him from back when that show Heroes was on, remember he was the narrator yeah. of that. The uh-huh. first uh, he was the, the scientist. First. Yeah, he was awesome, man. Yeah, I mean he and he is a great actor for CW. Uh, so in this series, there's a there's a bit of a zombie type guy who's full of dark matter. And if I don't know if that the the doctor on the Flash is he comic accurate to anything. Yeah, yeah, there is he's a blood work in the new 52 or maybe Rebirth mm-hmm. that they introduced him. Yes. Uh, his, Rebirth. Yeah, because they even also, they dropped the Blue Beatles name again, Ted Cord. Yeah, um, they dropped and, Ted Cord ref. No, no, wait. Was that in Arrow or Flash? No, no, it was in Flash. It was, he dropped it. He got the dark matter from Ted Cord. Yeah. yeah. And then I remember Ted Cord was in like season one of Arrow, but I don't think they ever said he was the Blue Beetle. But that's kind of mm-hmm. interesting how they throw these nuggets at you, you know, but you got to be hardcore DC to like, you know, like a lot of times when I watch Flash and Arrow, I have to Google things just to see if they have anything to do with the comics, because sometimes they are and you were just uh-huh. not familiar with them. But um, so let me try to remember what happened in Flash now. Uh, Flash, we got what was this is the funniest part of Flash is the uh, appearance of another. Uh, what's his name? Harrison. Uh, well, Max. Yeah, Harrison Wells, yeah. yeah, and he kind of zooms in like Indiana Jones, and I think even Cisco <laughs> refers to him as Indiana Jones. Um, and apparently, there's like there's a council of them, like multiple Harrison. It reminds me, Wells. yeah, a yeah. council of, reminds me of. Do you guys remember the FF run where there was a bunch of different Reed Richard timelines right, that yeah. all got together? That's what that reminds me of. <laughs> Just like the other week, they're doing uh, Flash and his uh, 14 billion possibilities, like Doctor Strange. I'm telling you, man, Flash uh-huh. is totally doing. Marvel storylines and just throwing it in there. Um, so we meet this zombie guy, and once it, Flash, I think the biggest take from this show that ties into Crisis is the Flash finally tells the rest of his team what he has to do and what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he tells them that you know he all sees them, he all sees them die. And then there's a good scene with Frost, how she's acting the way she is, Killer Frost, because she's like saying, "Look." You just told me I'm going to die and I haven't lived my life yet. You know, it's kind of messed uh-huh. up. And then as soon as she says, I'm 30 years old and I never had a birthday party, I immediately go, they're going to have a birthday party in this episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? But even then, even like a Flash for its budget, I still think Flash has the best costume out of all of them, right? The most comic accurate. What do you think about this episode, Manimal? 
There was a, I liked it. I mean, yeah, like you said, Flash and Arrow are definitely the two that are the most crisis heavy right now. There was a little bit of a, a Shazam shout out too with the um, Harrison Wells shooting or looking for that Eternium, which is you know, yeah, is that a real thing? Eternium, is that a real thing? Yeah, so that's what the Rock of Eternity, the the throne that the um, the wizard Shazam wizard sits on, is made yeah. out. Yeah. So. so for those who don't know, the this version, this version of. Uh, of of what's his name max Her- maxwell harrison, harrison maxwell wells. Mm-hmm. harrison wells basically had this red rock and he called it eternium and then the cisco kind of laughs at him immediately i thought about he-man for some reason right eternia like eternium <laughs> yeah. you know yeah, yeah, i yeah. don't know um so uh, any ties into crisis that you could tell there justin uh i mean of course they're just they're really just doing the backlash of like manimal said that he tells the entire team that it's coming and you know he's trying to stop it somehow they mentioned yeah. they mentioned antimatter a lot a little bit throughout this, which you know is, is shouting out the anti monitor coming and like the uh-huh. wave and stuff. So there's little subtle references, and this one was really kind of like a training episode where he was training Frost to you know live on past him type uh-huh. situation. Yeah. So I even find it interesting that this is like the first season that they have the villain. I mean, he is the villain, but he comes in and helps you know Flash. I mean, he doesn't know that he's the person who created that zombie character. Right. And he doesn't know that he's going to be the, obviously the, the season long villain, but the fact that they're working together so early, you know, you've never seen that in another flash. I mean, other than season one. Yeah. I know, you know, you're like, talking about the doctor, right? Yeah. Yeah. The doctor when they're working yeah, but then together. at the very end of the episode, you kind of see he get, you know, the evil doctor, like, yes. you know, they start with good intentions and then whatever they ingest. What's funny to me is how he ingested. It. He decided to just throw it against the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he well, could yeah, he could have just uh, he just opened it and just took it in. But it was cool how they saw how, uh, you know, they uh, they killed the I don't even know if that's a real character or not. The zombie guy that was full of dark matter. Yeah. You know? Which did you, did you get the re- the reference Romero? His name was Mitch Romero. Like, oh, George really? Romero. Oh, like George yeah. Romero. Donovan. Yeah. Yeah. OK, because, no, you know, because I know this week they're going to go heavy on Halloween stuff. So because it was in the little tease at the end, how they said, oh, happy Halloween. So, you know, you can expect some type of uh, horror stuff. And uh, don't forget, boys and girls, the Lords will be going live on Wednesday. Man will be there. Justin Otto. Uh, hopefully you guys go in costume. Can you guess oh, wait, what costume what? I'll be in? <laughs> All right. Well, I'll yeah. something. All right. So make sure we're in costume. Uh, we got some big news to drop on you guys on Wednesday show. It's going to be a great show an exclusive from Amanda Black Knight and uh, Mikey Sutton. And you're going to dig it, man. At least I am going to dig it. It has, uh, let's just say it has something to do with some, uh, everybody was Kung Fu fighting. I'll just leave it at that. Um, let's go to Arrow, man. Arrow, great, great episode. I am digging this season of Arrow. I haven't said that in a good three or four years that I've yep. said this is a, a fully fleshed out season because it has... Everybody who's ever been on Arrow right. has, is born. So this episode, he wakes up in Hong Kong, which is like the beginning of what? Season three in his flashback, right? I think mm-hmm. it was season three where he wakes yeah, up it was in like Hong three Kong. Or four or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The anti, uh, for some reason, the monitor can't do all this work himself. So he's sending the Arrow c- across the multiverses to uh, pick. And this time he needs to get something from uh, Dr. Wong, who created something called the Alpha Omega uh, agent. It's like a poison that was used by Raza Ghoul actually in one of the seasons of Arrow. So that's the tie in there. What's cool about this episode is we saw Katana, who's oh, not yep. the same one that was in Suicide Squad, but she was in an early season, I believe, of Arrow. And we also saw what was her name? China uh, White. You got China, China White, White. Mm-hmm. one of the first Kristen, villains. 
Yeah, damn, she looks great. She still looks the same, man. We're talking. Remember her in like uh, Lady Deathstrike? Yeah, Lady Who? Lady uh, Deathstrike. Yo, she has not aged, dude. She looked, and there were some great action scenes on here. I will say this, man. That one dude who plays Connor Hawk, the mm -hmm. African American dude, looks like a young baby face. Remember that baby face to read? My, yeah. baby, I, maybe I'm the only one who remembers that. You know, old R&B, man. He looks like baby face, a young baby face. But how uh, boring is that future story? It's just not yeah. tedious. I'm constantly like, okay, go back to the present. It's horrible. Every season of Arrow, I struggle with the flashbacks, and now I'm struggling with the flash forwards. And the mm -hmm. flash forwards started last season, I believe, right? And ever since you yeah. brought it up, I hate you for this, too. It's not that you were wrong, but ever since you brought it up, I cannot stop focusing on how tiny Arrow's daughter is and how she's like kicking people with the force. Oh my God. You thought that woman was skinny? Dude, Arrow's, Arrow's, the blonde Arrow in the future is about 80 pounds. I don't know how she's, you know what they say, jujitsu. It doesn't matter what. Circle her bicep up like that pretty much. Uh -huh. Yeah. But, you know, I think, well, the, she's the future though, right? That's, they're going to be yeah. using her, their, her version for the, uh, for our new CW show. So Gosh, we're going to get more. That's just, oof. Yeah, so you know, but the present tense arrow was pretty badass, man. What yes. did you think about it, Manimal? It was dope. Uh, you know, I, I like I kind of like this nostalgic throwback, not of just the villains, but also just kind of, of like Oliver and Diggle, and even with Black Canary being there too, it feels very much early seasons of Arrow. Mm -hmm. Like they're on missions, just the two or three of them. But I really like the whole I mean, I know Black Canary's there, but I like the Diggle and uh, Arrow thing just kind of going off, doing these little missions for the monitor. I thought it was awesome, man. Another thing interesting, too, is the little th gadget that Cisco created to jump through multiverses. Apparently, anybody can uh, create one because uh, she takes it to a very, very stereotypical Asian character who looks like uh, the guy from 16 Candles, right? The nerdy Asian guy with the glasses and the hair. Yeah, so he... he yeah, so he creates the thing for her, and then she is, he says it should be working. She goes, "Go and bring it." And you know, I was thinking the entire time, well, it doesn't work because Earth Two is no longer there. Sure enough, mm -hmm. he says Earth Two is destroyed. So she's stuck in this time period. And um, the big tie into this is at the very end, we find out that Harbinger, aka John Diggle's wife, is actually working with the Monitor. Yeah. What about that, Justin? That's crazy. I didn't. I did not see that coming at all. Yeah, at all. So I actually thought. Um, Watching the the guy who she that uh, Laurel went to, I actually thought that was going to be the newer, I guess, modern version of Toy Man, because mm -hmm. you know they had like a, an Asian Toy Man in the more newer, like what was it, the Batman Superman, yeah, uh, comics that came right. out in the 2000s. So I really thought that's who that was going to be, but. There's actually, the uh, I read somewhere on one of the Arrowverse wiki pages that there, this is like uh, Laurel seeing Earth 2 destroyed is uh, directly from Crisis of Infinite Earths when I forgot which two characters, but they see Earth 3 has been destroyed. Mm -hmm. So uh, well, take did that. You, did you catch too that there was kind of like, I mean, it was um, Lila when she was telling Black Canary her whole story, she kind of implied that maybe she's been working with the monitor for a very long time. Because remember, she told the story about how her unit in the army got killed and she mm -hmm. prayed to all the gods to take their place. And Black Canary asked, did anyone answer? And she said, not exactly. Hmm. Ah, so nice her, like Maybe she's been like, maybe the monitor hit her up way before even all this arrow stuff started. And put it uh, on my guess is the monitor uh, has gotten her to be a plan B just in case, you know, because, you know, you can't trust uh, Oliver to Correct, do the yeah. right thing because he's he's still like, you know, he wasn't supposed to mess with anything on Earth, too. 
And, you know, I think the monitor alluded to like, look, you made, you kind of accelerated the destruction of earth two by your actions. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, you just lost all your family again. So he kind of has, them, I mean, I just, you got to suspend belief a little right. bit. Like, you know, you, you know, Oliver's on this mission. He's going to cross different, different earths, you know, probably all 52 of them, you know, <laughs> but why the monitor just couldn't do it himself. But I'm pretty sure there'll be a reason why. And, you know, just, it's it's comic book logic. It's just you know try not to think too much about it, and then you know it's like you know trying to think about the show Lost. You know it's it's science fiction. Take it for what it is. You know, mm. um, but I that's the big takeaway that I got from it, and it looks and I think Katana was badass, and also yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way Siren took out uh, China White was pretty badass too. And she's got the uh, I guess she's gonna be with him now. I'm wondering if we're gonna see more Earths get destroyed, and he's gonna pluck heroes out of each uh, multiverse to become this kind of Team Arrow multiverse version. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, like the one that they went with. Uh, what was it? The one where they have the ray. And oh uh, yeah, that, that show Earth. is still around. By the way, it was like the Nazi know. when they went to the Nazi realm. Yeah. Yes. By the way, the Arrow is still around. Um, the seed. Uh, if you yeah. have, if you don't know what the seed is, then you the can seed. say, "Hey, Three Buck Theater says late." Shout out to Three Buck Theater. And just in case you guys are late, I'll run this again. This is from Anna Michelle Jimenez, who winner of the Geekosity uh, scoop. And let's start it again, Sam. We'll close out the show since we got five more minutes. For those who are just joining us, this is the Catwoman scoop of the day. Hi, this is Anna Michelle from Geekosity. Here's the latest scoop from the one and only Mikey Sutton. DC Films is considering a Catwoman solo film. Spun off from the new Batman trilogy. Exciting, huh? And you are watching Parts of the Long Box. Keep digging in those long boxes. All right. So even though she got the Lord's part cut off, she said Lords of the Long Box. Keep digging <laughs> in those long boxes. The scoop is... Uh, this is exclusive from Mikey Sutton. Catwoman is in discussion for her own solo franchise spun off of Matt Reeves, the Batman. Warner Brothers has been yearning for their own Black Panther. And with Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, they may have found the dream project. No talks of yet with Kravitz or any filmmaker, but it looks like it'll be inspired by Ed Brubaker's run in the comics. So that is the Mikey Sutton exclusive. And that is pretty big. So we got this is our little cheap mock-up of Zoe Kravitz in her Catwoman suit. So I believe the Batman is going to start filming pretty soon. So uh, very excited for DC finally doing some things right. So um, that's it for our wrap-up. Uh, overall, I think Flash and Arrow were really good. Uh, Batwoman was okay. And uh, I need to start watching Supergirl. But apparently <laughs> uh, my man Milton's been watching it all. Taking one for the team. Uh, any last words, uh, Milton the Manimal? No, just um, I'm looking forward to next week's episode of Arrow for sure with the Nanda Parbat with a little bit uh League of Assassins. That stuff will be yeah. good. And huh? It's picking up, man. We'll see how it goes. We need Brasa Gould back. I, he's got to be back eventually. I mean, we saw Merlin back, uh, but he was he was Rosal Gould in one season, right? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. If he, he was Raza Gould, then Arrow became Raza Gould. Anyway. Yeah, he was the Nemesis, last demon's head. Nemesis Prime, any last words? Nothing. See you guys on Wednesday. Be sure. We are here. Uh, the Lord. All right. Milton, Zach, or Milton, Justin, Otto, myself. We'll be back on Wednesday. We got a big Black Knight report. We're going to be teasing some uh, Kung Fu goodness in the MCU, man. You're going to not miss this. And we got some cool books that have been specced on that if you haven't heard already, we're going to drop some more on you. So we'll see you Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Till next time, boys and girls, as Anna said, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Bust it. Bust it. Bust it. Bust it. Bust it. Shake and bake and pull it back. Oh my god.